Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 253 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in the week of September the 19th to September the 25th, uh, covering Isaiah chapters 40 to 49. And today uh, we're looking at from Isaiah 44. We'll begin in verse 21, looking again about how the Lord remembers and calls his servants. Uh, And we're going to um, have a look at how, again, this applies to us and how um, also it it applied to the historical context of Isaiah as well. So we have, again, some comforting words uh, for us in verses 21 and 22. It says, Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant. I have formed thee. Thou art my servant, O Israel. Thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Um, Talking about how us as servants, as followers of the Saviour, Uh, we can be redeemed, we can have our sins removed, our transgressions blotted out, uh, and that the Lord remembers them no more. They return to him, uh, and he redeems us. We can take great hope uh, in the the consistent messages from all the standard works that we can be forgiven uh, of our our transgressions. That the Saviour knows what we go through, the difficulties that we uh, face, and that he is able to comfort, support, and bless us. And through the power of his spirit, he is able to give us that comforting reassurance uh, and blot out uh, the things that we do wrong, and that he does not forget us, uh, which is a great blessing for us. Uh, Similar feelings when we have, um, in verse 28, that save of Cyrus, he is my shepherd, and he shall perform all all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. Now, again, this can be applied to us in a personal way of um, this Cyrus individual that it speaks about could be referring to the Saviour and how he will be our shepherd, and, and, and in ways like that. Uh, but this is also uh, referring to someone in the future that would... Um, give Jerusalem a chance to grow again, to build the temple. And of course, uh, when we think about that, uh, the king of um, Babylon, who allowed Israelites to return back to Jerusalem to be able to to build a temple and to reestablish the the walls of the city. Uh, And, you know, there is multiple applications to this. And the, the, again, we see how the context of Isaiah's uh, prophecies uh, are multiple layers. And in this case, again, just how there is hope uh, in in these prophecies. Um, so we, we move forward uh, and um, looking in chapter 45, verse, uh, chapter 45, verse 5, uh, we see it says, I am the Lord, there is none else, there is no God beside me, I girded thee that, that thou, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the lights and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. 
I, the Lord, do all these things. It's an intriguing phrase that uh, in verse 7 about how the Lord creates darkness and creates evil. Uh, we are we obviously teach and understand that the Lord, all good things come from God. Um, again, I think a way to apply this and understand this is that there is opposition in all things. And as the Lord has created all good things, um, there has therefore in its in its opposite, in its opposition, and we think about Second Nephi chapter two, um, evil that is in place uh, because of that. Uh, so the Lord Himself perhaps has not created that, uh, but in creating good and creating light and truth, uh, there is you know on the opposite side therefore uh, come into the world um, because of uh, the wickedness of man and and other things like that. Um, evil and fault and um, falsehood as well so i thought that was an interesting uh, verse here but in verse 9 it says woe unto him that striveth with his maker let the pots herd strive with the pots shirts of the earth shall the clay say to him that fashioneth it what makest thou or thy work he hath no hands uh, just an interesting, uh, and we see this a few times in these last few chapters where Isaiah takes the idea of um, the, um, the graven images and um, says, you know, the, the, the clay which is built with, with your hands, it doesn't turn around and answer back to you and say, you know, um, what what makes you or, you know, you don't have any hands, your hands are no good. Um, and as such, we who have been created by God shouldn't do that either. Uh, and I just thought it was an interesting um, thought and turning that around and making sure that we recognize the um, the love that, and the power that God has used uh, to create the heavens, to create us uh, and to create the earth um, that we stand on. So uh, an interesting um, discussion point there from the Lord. We continue into chapter 46 and this message of not bowing to graven images and listening to the Lord continues, recognizing the power that the God has to save us. In verses 3 and 4 of Isaiah 46, it says, Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnants of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age, I am he, and even to whore hairs, I will carry you. I have made and will bear and even I will carry and will deliver you. Uh, if you look in the footnotes for whore hairs, it is also likened to grey hairs. So it's just mentioning the fact that from the very beginning, from when you come forth out of the womb uh, to when you're in your old age with grey hairs, the Lord will be with you. Um, if you invite him into your life, then he can carry and deliver you. Um, and we shouldn't compare the Lord to idols in verse 5, to who will ye liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be like? The the comparison um, stops when we try and look, look at the power that each of them have. The Lord has power. He is mighty to save. Um, he alone can bear us upon his shoulders. Um, in verse 7, they bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him and set him in his place and he standeth from his place. Shall he not remove? Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer? nor save him out of his trouble. Um, we must focus our efforts and attention to the Lord um, that because he can bring us comfort and peace. Again, he may not remove all difficulties out of our lives. Sometimes he will not do that. Um, 
very often he may not do that. And I feel like, you know, if you look at other, and this is where we, comparison is a, a difficult thing to do, because if you compare your life to others, it may seem like it's um, either equal, um, not the equal amount of comforts and saving from difficult things, either in your favour or in their favour. But again, that's where we need to not compare, because we have very unique lives. We have individual lives. The Lord alone, uh, we need to build a relationship with, and he will then be able to help us through difficult things. Even if we have difficult things, he will support and comfort us through them, uh, not necessarily take them away. In verse 10, it says, declaring the end from the beginning and from the from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Uh, the Lord knows what his works are. Uh, he knows you. He knows you personally. And he's able to help you to accomplish and achieve the things that he wants you to if you follow him and turn back to him when you make wrong choices. Uh, Legrand Richards said, quote, I have great faith in the words of the prophets. I believe, as Isaiah said, that known unto God are all his works from the beginning, and he has permitted his prophets to speak of those things. When you start to analyse what prophecy really is, no mortal man of himself could catch, as it were, the intelligence of God and know the future events of the world and portray them to the world except by the power of the Holy Ghost. Close quote. We live in a world with living prophets and apostles. In fact, in a, just over a week, we'll be able to hear them once again. Uh, and let's consider uh, what they teach us through the um, inspiration of the Spirit, uh, which is indeed revelation, that we may be able to consider what we need to do in our lives to progress even further forward. Thank you so much for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>